Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Welcome back to episode 25 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. My guest today is Tunisia Macklin. Tunisia is the owner of Peaceful Birthing Doula. She is a birth doula, massage therapist, placenta encapsulator, and a women's health and wellness herbalist. Her office is located in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Welcome, Tunisia. Hi. Well, thank you. Would you like to go ahead and introduce uh, your children? You can do the ages and if you want to, the names, but you don't have to. Ah. I have one princess uh, that is Eliana, and she just turned 10 this month. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one with big attitude that goes along with it. (laughs) I know my son's 11. Well, now he's like 11 and a half. And I'm telling you, these tween years are rough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We made him go hiking the other day and I, and I like did a selfie of myself very quickly so I could catch him scowling behind me. And then like said, like, this is a tween in his natural habitat because he's all like, (laughs) but someday I'll look back on those pictures and be like, oh, remember when he hated me for that five minutes? Right. They all, I mean, they'll find a reason, but it's still amazing. You know, the encounters that we have are definitely going to be memories. Oh, for sure. If you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm a mix and blend of a couple of things. Um, Right now, we're trying a little bit of that conscious parenting. (laughs) Okay, how would you define Um, that? It's just like being aware of, so we base our parenting style off of her personality, right? Um, So you can't, in my opinion, you can't discipline every child the same. Growing up, we had that cookie cutter discipline. You you misbehave, you get spanked. Um, If you didn't do something that you were supposed to, you were put on punishment, those kind of things. And though she still gets like um, restrictions or whatever, um, we are not really big on a lot of the spanking stuff. She's more of um because her we don't want to break her. She's a very she has a very strong personality. Um and so we want her to keep that. So we're trying to find ways that we can help her keep that without breaking it but still being able to discipline and manage her um her behaviors. And at this age, it's kind of odd. So I don't know, conscious parenting is more of like just being conscious of who your child is and and base your reactions to what they do off of their personality. Mm-hmm. So if basically like parenting the child you have instead of just deciding yeah. your parenting style and then going from there. Correct. So like I say, I think we're a mix and blend of it all. Um, and I, I we don't have one particular style that we we focus on. Okay. Without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of? Oh, I think I'm a Gen Z. Okay. I don't keep up with that because they keep, <laughs> they keep changing everybody. it. Yeah. Like it keep, I was like, I don't know. And you know, the millennials get blamed for everything. So I know I'm not a millennial, but I'm before the millennials. Oh, so if you're I'm before the millennials, you're Gen X. Gen X. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. That's what I am too. Okay. okay. We are the best generation, by the way. You know, we oh, are right. actually the ones that are going to take menopause out of the shadows. That's what there my, that's what oh, my generation, everything out of the shadow. Yeah, that's what my generation is going to leave behind. <laughs> um, as a Gen Xer, can you describe if you parent similarly or differently than how you were parented? Different. Okay. How so? Um, so I come from, um, my dad is military, he's retired military. And so there was no shame in believing that you would get not on spankings, whoopings like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a little rough, just a little gruff because he was military. Um, so it's just a little different, you know, there was no holding back, you know, if you were ill behaved or something, he it was verbalized. So, um, we weren't allowed to sleep in and, you know, that kind of stuff. And a lot of it I do, it. I, I'm very thankful for because it did contribute to my work ethic. It did contribute to a lot of the things. However, again, I don't think it, it we don't li- align with that right now. So mm-hmm. we still work on trying to figure out how can we help her be a productive person without having to feel like we need to pummel her right or (laughs) micromanage that that kind of thing yeah you know it's just it was a lot of that I mean there was definitely a reverence there a respect for my dad however you know there was also a bit of a fear because you hear the the big boots coming you're (laughs) (laughs) you're in trouble huh right my goodness yes yeah but um yeah, definitely a different parenting style. Um, we try not to raise our voices very often, if at all. And, you know, we do believe that spank there's a time and place for spankings, but we're not big on it um, mm-hmm. at all. But, um, yeah, definitely different from how I was brought up. Okay. Can you describe the work that you do for those that may not understand how you help new families? So uh, I am a doula and basically what that is, is we're an advocate and a support person. Um, We're there to help you through and to manage those moments during your pregnancy when you don't have answers. We're there to help you find the answers you need. We're there to help you um, deal with what you find. (laughs) And we're there to advocate for you when you're not getting the results um, that you need. We also are there to help you to have the best possible laboring and birthing experience that you could potentially have. Um, I am evidence-based, so I do everything based off of what I know is correct and what has been backed and proven by research. And uh, I'm also a placenta encapsulator. Um, so I help women who are trying not to deal with postpartum depression because much like menopause, (laughs) postpartum is not fun either. Right. And so um, it just made sense to to couple those two things together to help women to um, recover after giving birth physically, mentally, emotionally, in any way possible. What is your favorite thing about the work you do? Oh, just the experience of it all. I mean, I can't even pinpoint one thing. Just it's all one big high. <laughs> um, to watch someone 
accomplish something as amazing as birth. And I'm one of those doulas where to me, birth is birth. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, whether it's abdominal or vaginal. And I know the big goal is always to have a beautiful vaginal birth. But um, I believe any birth is successful. Now, we, of course, do not want traumas attached to it. And we do not want to have um, our births stolen from us. But under certain circumstances, cesareans can be beautiful as well. And so I'm there to kind of help you know, I I love all of that. Mm-hmm. Just having that, experiencing someone have a beautiful, healthy baby is probably the most amazing thing. And then I would say, well, you know what? I'm I guess just being invited into that space is probably the 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 most amazing part of it all. Because you know, they chose me to be there as opposed to I'm supposed to be there. Right. Like you're not the nurse that's there because it's your shift or the doctor that's there because you're on call. Yeah. You're the person they've chosen to be in the room. Correct. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I've been blessed to be allowed to be in this space and share these moments with them. And, and that's probably the biggest part of it. I never thought of it. And it just came to me. (laughs) That is like, that is the most amazing part of it. Well, and these are kind of meant to be thought-provoking questions because it's yeah. interesting to get to know people in a different way. Um, yeah. So that being said, what is the biggest challenge with the work you do? Oh, um, well, there are a couple um, and they, they kind of both weigh about the same. When you have a mom who has, allows you to be in her space, but does not um, follow instructions, mm. you know, so it, it gets kind of confusing because you, you asked me to be here, uh, and I am here and I'm doing what I'm asked to be here for, but instead they still choose to follow that broken system that insists on taking away their choices. Um, but then also being in a space where, you know, that the intentions are not what they should be. Um, Meaning um, maybe there's staff that's there that's more antagonistic than helpful or, you know, Mm. or physicians are not on board, but gave the parents the impression that they would be. So those are like pretty challenging coming up against um, adversaries in those moments. Yeah, I I could imagine because, you know, if it's very hard because I always think of like, you know, you're so vulnerable in that position and everybody's telling you what to do. And Mm -hmm. so depending on your personality, if you're the kind of person who is going to just like follow the rules, but that wasn't necessarily what you said you wanted like a month ago. Right. I, I could see how that could be really hard. And then it really is just the luck of the draw of like, who you get in terms of like your hospital staff and some are absolutely amazing and people, you know, rave about X and Y nurse that was, you know, did the littlest thing. Like she got me ice cubes or whatever, you know, like she had like the thought to do that for me. Um, But, you know, but then there's also the other scenarios too, where it's like, if somebody feels like they're not being listened to um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that has really changed probably very swiftly, like Mm -hmm. in the last, you know, five to 10 years, like how, many people hire doulas and, you know, how expansive that 
has become in the hospital yes. setting. And I'm sure for some of the medical providers, it's like they need to get, they need to catch up because right. this is what's happening. Yeah. But like they've been in practice for a while or maybe not even, but they just, this was not the way that they had seen they were things yeah. going. Yeah. I mean, we hear about that a lot where um, you find that even physicians are saying they were not trained to do natural birth. And so if they're not being trained to do natural birth, so then, you know, the nurses, and usually when you find those nurses that are very helpful and supportive, you find that they had additional trainings outside of the nursing um, classes. And so that, you know, that's really amazing when they take that extra effort, but it is, it's a change. It has to be a changing of the guards. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, they're like on the midwife track where, you know, they're entertaining this idea of like, well, if I were to do something different, maybe it would be in that way, which of course is a completely different birth model. And I'm glad to see how much that midwifery model has exploded um, in terms of how many hospitals offer midwife services, which was not the case a long time ago. Um, But then also like the birth centers and, you know, home birth and things like that, those things that have exploded too, which, you know, give people at least a choice and an alternative. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, I'm a nurse and I always liked having a midwife. I liked having a midwife as my my gynecologist. Like that's just the way I am, you know? And like, so it's not that I don't trust doctors or anything like that. It's just that like, I just like nurses, you know, she's my preference. Did you always want to be a parent? I did. <laughs> My mom actually said that she think I was born wanting to be a mama. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I've just always wanted to. I've always been that girl that carried her doll with her everywhere, took care of it. Whenever I was around people with kids, I was the first one to grab the kids. So it's just like, that was always kind of my, my makeup, I guess. Yeah. Like a part of your identity almost. Yeah. Yeah. At what age of your child do you think you really start parenting them? Oh, you start from the very beginning. Okay. From the very beginning. I mean, from the womb, because parenting is again, advocating it's, um, educating it's leading it's all of these things and so even from the womb we're advocating for our babies even you know even though they're not in front of us they can hear us (laughs) so you know I remember um when I was pregnant and I was um working at this chiropractic office doing massage and certain times of the day, my daughter would get really energetic in my tummy and it would be so disruptive while I was trying to do the massage. So much so that sometimes the client actually recognized, like she must be really feisty. <laughs> and so um, I remember I would have to pause the session and turn around away from the client and be like, all right, Eliana, <laughs> you are going to have to stop. So I would have to have like this whole conversation with her about cutting out. And so I got to do my job. Right. So, uh, but even from the very, from the womb, you know, parenting starts from there. Okay. In my opinion, I'm sure others would have something else to say. You know, I've gotten like all the answers. And it's just a fascinating question. And I I just love it. I just love it because everybody's got a different perspective on it. Did the pandemic change anything about your parenting? Um, I think it did. Um, 
because we were kind of tossed into a, another level of parenting. Um, but it did. Um, I would say it encouraged us to um, work on having more of a safe space and sharing, right? Because the kids were going through so much during that time and they were um, facing emotions that they had never faced. They were feeling feelings they had never faced because they can't go play with their friends. They can't go outside. You know, they couldn't do the normal things that they wanted to do. And so we had to be creative with a lot of stuff. Um, and that that forced me to um, deal with her in the way she is. My daughter has a, a, a beautiful personality, but I call her the great collector of people because she is such a social butterfly. Mm. She, she'll go in a room and just collect friends. Mm -hmm. And so we had to learn how to deal with her personality style, which we had to get real creative. We did Zoom parties, Zoom movie nights, Zoom... Um, but it helped us to get to know her even more during that time so that we can learn how to help her to get through that stage. So we're very thankful that we didn't have to deal with a lot of the issues that some of the parents um, had to deal with. We didn't have, um, the sadness and, and the, the depression that some children dealt with, but, um, it helped us to get to know her in a, in a, a, a bigger way they change so much like every day it's a, a a different person but seeing her every day because I was home for I think like three months four months with her doing her schooling and stuff and so it was just it was it was good to get to know her in that capacity yeah we definitely learned how extroverted my son was as opposed to because you never really had the opportunity to say like well what would be the alternative if you couldn't see your friends and yeah. so once you got to that point it was like oh wow you are wilting like a flower without mm -hmm. your friends okay yeah you know? it was it was I, I knew because I know that she's very social I wanted to make sure we didn't let her we didn't have her lose that mm -hmm. so we were doing all kind of creative stuff we would get all a big zoom party going on and they'd be watching a movie together and chat and maybe stay up a little late and we we tried to keep her keep her busy with her friends as best we could yeah yeah that was definitely difficult because there was so much that comes out of those in-person contacts you have and you know my son was on a soccer team and the things mm -hmm. like that and yeah. It was just very, it was very hard and confusing and, you know, but you're right. Like I, we definitely all got to know each other in a whole nother way. You know, yep. like I think he realized that like, this was not easy on mom and dad either, you know, right. and mom and dad were struggling to try to figure out like how to do our jobs remotely. If we were lucky enough to be able to do that and yeah. how to be all in the same space, you know, and yeah. like all the, the small things together, which, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like I really hope that some of those lessons will carry with him in adulthood, because mm -hmm. I feel like this, that generation of kids, you know, all the kids, um, they don't really need like a physical space anymore to do things. Yeah. And my fantasy is that that makes them like a really great and interconnected generation in that way and not more isolated because, yeah. you know, they were the online school kids. Right. I mean, the, and, and that's the funny thing, but my only concern is because they are the online kids, that's where they will thrive best, which we want them to be able to 
be able to um, operate in both areas, like in person and online. Mm -hmm. But you have it now where some of the people that are part of like the millennial generation, they don't even want to be in person anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they they want to be only online working remotely and they're having jobs in different states and they never have to go to the office. And so that's just kind of one of my concerns that that um I don't want their generation, her generation to get like that. Cause she she's not a big she she gets on the internet, um, but she doesn't um stay on it very often which mm -hmm. we try to make sure we monitor that time but it's kind of funny because she did really good we we all did uh pretty good um my husband was an essential worker so he he kept going to work so it almost seemed like our house stayed normal except for me being home but for me I'm more introverted than extrovert so I thrive very well doing that shutdown I know all it the introverts like a, I knew were like, this is the best thing ever. Right. It was like a battery recharger for me. I do find though, I did struggle a bit because I couldn't support my mamas. I mm. couldn't be there for families. I had a couple re repeat clients that were born, uh, were getting ready to give birth during COVID and I couldn't be present for them. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit of a struggle. And, um, I'm because I'm a massage therapist and I've been a massage therapist for 20 years. I've been touching bodies for 20 years and I couldn't touch anybody and I'm a hugger and I yep. couldn't hug anybody. Mm -hmm. And then you couldn't see faces. So that was the only thing that bothered me, but the not going to work and the not being around people and not talking to people. I was completely fine with that. Like literally you could give me a book or a good movie and shove me in a corner and I'll be completely fine, but not touching. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, it's funny because like, once again, how do you know that until you've lived through it? It's yeah, just, you know, yeah. it's, it's really interesting. And then just the nature of what we do, not being able to do that. And for so many <laughs> of us, what we do professionally is such a part of our identity. I mean, it's not my entire identity, but it's a pretty good chunk. And it's the chunk yeah. that I give, right? Like I, I welcome that. And mm -hmm. so not being able to do that for a while or figuring out how to do lactation consulting virtually, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. you know, it, that part was really hard. And then it would be like, we could go back out. Oh, we can't go back out. And then also the struggles of the new parents, mm -hmm. not Having just to. the birth experience, but I mean, what I remember the most was the separation of the two people, mm -hmm. how one person could go to the visits and the other person couldn't. And then also mm -hmm. how much they had to police their own parents. Mm -hmm. And that I just felt like was such a burden for new parents to shoulder was, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just so much to ask of somebody. Yeah, it was it was absolutely a lot. Mm. I mean, even being a doula, we had to learn very quickly how to adapt to what was created for us, right? So a lot of us learned how to do the virtual thing and um, but then it was the figuring out who's going to go for a virtual doula because <laughs> usually people yeah. want us to be in the space and, right. wanna, and you know, and I need to be in the space because I, I, that's how I assess being in a room. Okay. This nurse is not 
really vibing with us right now. So we need to watch and make sure everything's going to go well, or maybe we need to switch up nurses. And you can't really do that sometimes because you don't, you're not in the space. So virtual was a struggle for me on the doula side, but we had to learn to adapt. And it actually made me create um, new parts of the business, right? I mm -hmm. ended up creating virtual packages, but um, that whole that whole era that is definitely going to go down in history. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's got their own yeah. personal feelings on a spectrum yeah. of 50 different ways you could go of how yeah. that all shook out. What is your most embarrassing parenting moment? Oh, what was my most embarrassing parenting moment? I cannot remember anything. Oh, well, I think, uh, <laughs> so my daughter was like maybe six months to a year old. I don't know. It was a lot going on. She was under the weather. I needed to take her to the ER, which I was a frequent flyer because I was petrified, first baby, not knowing what I'm doing. So everything was ER bound. <laughs> So, so um, getting ready to head out for the ER and our dog gets skunked. Oh my gosh. I do not realize in the moment that he is skunked, we too have been affected. And so <laughs> she's screeching, he's shaking everywhere. And I'm trying to figure out how can I get her to calm down? And all I can do is just tell everybody to shut up. It's just, I just lost it. I had no words. I didn't know how to console the dog and the baby at the same time. And the best I could do was like, well, everybody, <laughs> just shut up. And not knowing that I stunk or her or what was going on. That's what I was just thinking. You walk right. in the waiting room. We with didn't the know. <laughs> we had no clue. We walk into the ER oh and we God. light the whole CDH ER up <laughs> We still don't know, still don't know. And we go back and I remember the first time the pediatrician walks in and the pediatrician says, you know, my dog used to get skunked all the time. Too. Oh. And I was like, what was she talking about? She was like, oh, you didn't know, baby. And she was like, you stink. <laughs> but it was like very embarrassing because I just did, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I was at a loss for words and I couldn't communicate because it was too much going on. Right. And I just had like a complete meltdown <laughs> and I'm like crying because the dog is crying and she is crying. He stinks. The skunk has just, I don't know. It was just too much. And I just, yeah. and I was trying to figure out like, now how am I supposed to do this? Cause life is going to happen every day. How do you parent in life? without having meltdowns like this exactly so that was that was for me probably my most embarrassing um with some other added embarrassing stuff added to it <laughs> and they're still coming on right I mean it's just it it just never stops just trying to navigate this world with her and um and then I don't know trying to make sure my husband doesn't overdo it because he <laughs> it's just we are all just we're just trying to all figure it out exactly I'm just flying by the seat of your pants yeah 
if you had friendships when your children were babies or your child, how important were those to you now? And do you still keep in touch? I do um, still keep in touch with the friends that I had previously. The circle has gotten smaller, though. That I will say. When you have babies, um, if you have a lot of friends that do not have children, that circle tends to get smaller. Um, but I do. I have two are still hanging in there. <laughs> and one is my friend from kindergarten. And the other one is, uh, no, four. Uh, one from kindergarten and the other three are like 20 plus. So okay. we're still, we're still hanging in there. Um, not as frequent hangouts or phone conversations, but definitely still there. It's still important because they keep me in tune with who I am because I, there was a period of, um, becoming a new mom where I found myself being consumed by being the new mom and I started kind of losing the other parts of me because mm -hmm. it was just you're nursing you're changing diapers you're clean you know you're doing all of the stuff um and then you just kind of lose track of oh you like the crochet you want to garden a little bit but you know you want to take a long walk with the dog but it's winter time and you have the baby so everything became about what can I do with the baby <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and for sure. Started, you know, and if it didn't fit, if baby couldn't fit, I just kind of didn't do it anymore. And so I just started losing those bits and pieces. So I will say um, they helped bring me back, put my pieces back together again, because now that she's older, um, they're reminding me like, oh, remember when you used to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> yep. So it's like, oh, well, maybe I need to revisit that again. So they they keep me, um, help keep me um, focused on who I am and regaining my identity, the, the bit I lost. What do you see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? Ooh. I don't know. What is a big, because everything happens and then it just fizzles out. I, I don't even keep up with the parenting thing. What, um, I would probably say, um, what is that parenting style? Not conscious parenting, but gentle parenting. Mm -hmm. That is like really, tr that's trending, but so many people don't really know what it is. I think they're just, you know, they think if you speak very softly to your <laughs> <laughs> gentle parenting and I think they're completely misunderstanding that but um like gentle parenting that's that's like a trending thing I would say okay what has your child taught you the most about being a parent oh you actually have to remember that they are a part of you so I'm essentially raising myself I'm parenting myself because she has so much. I've caught so many things that she's done that has been what I've done that I remember that I did. Um, even my mom had to remind me like, girl, that's you. <laughs> so I've had to. Um, one thing that she's taught me is that um, I should parent her the way I would have loved to have been parent, parented, you know, mm -hmm. Um considering those things that that I didn't care for before or saying those things that I didn't care 
for yeah. and doing those things. So it's just kind of like just reminding myself that, you know, this is a little mini me and treating her like that, almost like parenting your inner child. It's all. Yes, for sure. For sure. But yeah, you definitely don't want to hear yourself saying the things you used to hate to hear. Yeah, you you don't. You or don't. if you do, then you can acknowledge your child. I used to hate to hear that too, but you know what? Now it makes sense to me. Yeah. That's exactly. why they said that. Those are, you know, and I've had moments like that. And I've had moments where I've had to apologize if it sounded harsh, but it's like, but in this moment, there needs to be a firm word so that you can understand <laughs> the severity of the situation. You right. Know? Cause I'm charged with keeping you safe in whatever yeah, way and, that yeah, exactly. I have to. We've had to actually have that conversation. We had a tough parenting moment where rule number one, we just started letting our daughter walk to school this year. And so rule number one is no matter what's going on, no matter what anybody says, you come straight home. And, uh, one of her friends had a brilliant idea. My daughter's backpack got stuck in the, her locker. And she was like, hey, why don't you walk home with me? I'll give you an extra backpack and then you can carry your books home. Well, literally, they have a notebook, a folder, and a, a, a Chromebook. Right. There's much to what you're carrying. And she decided that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And she walked to her friend's house who lives equal distance from the school as we do. Mm. And uh, she walked there and decided I'm going to call mom and dad from their house, which we have not given her permission to go in anybody's house. And thought that was brilliant because she called us mm. and I almost blew a gasket because we were like, there are so many dangerous things that transpired there. And so we had to like, before we even saw her face, my husband and I had to like gather ourselves because you're first flush with anger. Right. <laughs> because you completely disobeyed us. But we had to explain to her, you know, we have to take care of you. And we put rules in place to protect you from those things out there in the world. And though your friend is amazing and we have text with the parents, we don't know them. You're not allowed in anybody's house. You, you come home first. And that is no matter what happens. I don't care if you lost your shoe. I don't care if the school burns down. You come home first. And so- we had to do a whole thing and explain to her why these things are put in place for her and let her know, like, you know, we prayed to have you. So we, we have you now. We would right. love to keep you. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like the anger flashes within the terror. Yes. And it's like, and they don't understand that. And you really can't until you're a parent yourself truly understand yeah. how terrifying just the littlest things are. It, um, it's awful. When we first moved to Lombardy, well, it was maybe like a couple months later, our next door neighbor who like, you know, he knows him or whatever, but it was raining on the way home and he offered him a ride home. And my son mm -hmm. said, no, I'm not allowed to get in the car. And yeah. the neighbor said, wow, I didn't really think about the fact that I probably shouldn't have been offering him a ride, but man, mm -hmm. you guys are doing a pretty good job because he wouldn't do yeah. it. And I'm like, well, he's a city kid, you know, like he wasn't just going to jump in the car with anybody, first of all. But secondly, also, you know, you were slowing him down in the rain and he's like, I just want to get home. Right. You know? 
but those things, you know, so I was really proud of them then. And there's definitely been missteps yeah. since, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And you know, you it just, is. and it's difficult when you have moments where they make really good choices and mm-hmm. then they make a, be- a poor choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, we're trying to tell her like, girl, <laughs> That was not favorable for you in any way. Well, and it's like, we've just given you this, you know, mm-hmm. the grace of like giving you more freedom, yeah. but like you have to earn that you consistently get to keep it. And that's one yeah. of the things that's not like, okay, you're free. You're on your own now, you know? And and that's, that's really tricky uh, for our final question. What is your biggest parenting advice to share with new parents? Um, Remember you were a child once. Oh, that's a good one. Remember you were a child once and then in parenting, think about what would have worked for you. Okay. I think we get, yeah, we get, a we, I believe when we become adults, we get so adulty <laughs> that we forget that we were children and, you know, we, 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 we lose touch with who we were as a child, you know? the silly things that kids do stop doing that you're so silly <laughs> and then it's like but that's what kids do you mm-hmm. know so just remember before you do anything or say anything remember you were a child first I think that that's actually really good advice because it's yeah. you know for some of us it's been a while and you forget what it was yeah. like to be a kid and you know it's, times are different in lots of ways but then in other ways mm-hmm. they truly aren't yeah they're not I mean who you were as a child the only difference between who we were and who our children are now are just the era that we're growing up in. Mm. But our personalities don't change. We do evolve. But when you think about a child in its core innocence, I mean, just parent who you were. I think that that's great advice. Well, we are out of time. Thank you for joining us for episode 25 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. And thank you to our guest, Tanisha Macklin of Peaceful Birthing Doula. Thank you, Tanisha. Thank you.